0: This is State House News. This podcast is a production of the Center for Community Solutions, and features content from the Hannah News Capital Monitor. For a complete version of State House News, as well as other programs and publications, please visit communitysolutions.com. Thank you for joining us. Today is Thursday, March twelfth. This is State House News, Issue ten. The House Finance Committee Health and Human Services Subcommittees recently completed hearings on a variety of the human service departments, plumbing the depths of the agency's proposed fiscal year 1617 17 budgets in greater detail. While this podcast will provide a glimpse of those hearings, listeners and subscribers can find full details of these hearings in the print version of Statehouse News, available at communitysolutions.com. Cynthia Dungy, Director of the Ohio Department of Job and Family Services, ODJFS, told the subcommittee Tuesday that her department's budget for fiscal year 1617 17 supports the reforms better by our Office of Human Services Innovation, created last fall to identify ways to better coordinate services across all public assistance programs, foster person-centered case management, and better help individuals find employment succeed at work, and stay out of poverty. A major element of the proposed budget is the alignment of the Temporary Assistance for Needy Families, TANF, program with the Workforce Innovation and Opportunity Act, WIOA, program to create an integrated comprehensive case management and employment program with a plan to focus first on 16- to 24-year-olds by the year's end and then expanding that focus to all eligible individuals. Dungey said that the budget redirects 310 million dollars in state and federal funding, including 240 million in TAMF funds for comprehensive case management and 70 million dollars in WIOA low-income employment and training dollars. Tracy Plauk, director of the Ohio Department of Mental Health and Addiction Services or Ohio MHAS, testified on her agency's proposed Fiscal Year 16-17 budget on Wednesday, March 4th. Changes to the mental health and addiction services system have been driven over the past year in large measure by the expansion of the state's Medicaid program, with Plauk telling the subcommittee they found pent-up demand in the behavior health area among people in the expansion population, Group 8 individuals. Many of the people in the Group 8 category who accessed mental health or addiction services were previously unknown to the public behavioral health system, approximately 17,252 individuals through September 30th. For whatever reason, these individuals did not receive services previously through the local boards. They are now eligible for coverage and have received clinical care with a value of $21.8 million, $12.6 million in AOD, $9.2 million in mental health. Today, people who just a year ago had nowhere to turn for health care now have close-by access to treatment and services through Medicaid and can access other needy recovery supports through Ohio MHAs and its local partners. She said expanded Medicaid also resulted in the freeing up of local resources that were previously used to cover clinical treatment for individuals who are now covered by Medicaid. The House Finance, Health, and Human Services Subcommittee worked its way through budget proposals from its final four departments on Thursday, March 5th, hearing testimony from Jillian Froment, Deputy Director of the Ohio Department of Insurance, ODI, Bonnie Berman, Director of the Ohio Department of Aging, ODA, Richard Hodges, Director of the Ohio Department of Health, ODH, and Kevin Miller, Director of Opportunities for Ohioans with Disabilities, or OOD. Gillian Fromant, ODI Deputy Director, told the subcommittee the department regulates the activities of more than 1,600 insurance companies, including more than 240 that are based in Ohio. She said they write more than $64.1 billion in insurance premiums. In addition, the department licenses and monitors more than 192,000 insurance agents and 16,000 insurance agencies. And it does this with no general revenue fund or GRF funds being entirely supported through a variety of fees. However, Froman did note ODI continued efforts to reduce the fees it charges, reducing the agent appointment fee from $20 to $15 last year, saving agents $11.3 million. Ohio Department of Aging Director Bonnie Berman opened her budget testimony by commenting, We are all aging. Ohio is seeing significant growth in its over 60 population, with the Scripps Gerontology Center predicting that by 2020, 84 counties will have more than 20% of their population over the age of 60, up from only 9 counties in 1990. By 2030, she said, all counties will have more than 20% of the population over age 60. Much of her testimony centered on how ODA is working to change the perceptions around aging and what that means for the services that will be needed. Some of what she highlighted are proposals based in the Department of Medicaid, including efforts to increase the quality of care in nursing homes through the identification of five quality measures for which nursing facilities can receive additional funding, changes in home and community-based service providers from independent to agency-based, with a self-directed or consumer-directed option available so as not to disrupt good relationships with providers, and the expansion of assistive personnel currently used in the developmental disability system to home and community-based waivers. Ohio Department of Health director Richard Hodges, who has been director since August, described the new senior leadership model that he has implemented, which encompasses a director and the medical director. He commented that shortly after arriving at the agency, he found the agency's structure, based largely around funding streams, fostered operating in silos and narrow focus on meeting grant specifications, rather than encouraging collaboration across the agency to achieve target outcomes. ODH's new organizational structure aligns the agency to promote collaboration, operate more effectively and efficiently, and better plan and manage change. He said ODH is pursuing accreditation by the National Public Health Accreditation Board, one of the first state health departments to do so. In an effort to provide more affordable housing choices and prevent Ohioans with disabilities from being institutionalized or becoming homeless, the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development, or HUD, awarded the Ohio Housing Finance Agency, or OHFA, $11.9 million of new federal funding to support a five-year rental assistance program. Persons with disabilities often lack resources to find safe, decent, and affordable housing. Doug Garver, OHFA Executive Director, explained at a release, this grant will support eligible Ohioans in acquiring independent housing and ensure they have access to the supportive services they request. OHFA, in partnership with the Ohio Department of Medicaid, or ODM, will administer rental assistance contracts for 508 housing units and coordinate supportive services for households which earn 30% less than the area median income and have at least one person who suffers from physical disabilities, intellectual and or developmental disabilities, or chronic mental illness. ODM, with assistance from the Ohio Department of Developmental Disabilities, or DODD, and the Ohio Department of Mental Health and Addiction Services, Ohio MHAS, will create and maintain a referral network to match persons in need with available housing units throughout the state. Ohio Medicaid is committed to creating new, lasting opportunities for individuals to receive services inside the home, ODM Director John McCarthy said. This award will help in bolstering that work and promoting independence and long-term care. OHFA will provide rental subsidies to eligible property owners previously awarded housing tax credits or allocated new housing tax credits in the next funding round. Multi-family developments will be required to preserve up to 25% of the units for persons with disabilities. Approximately 60% of the units will be located in Ohio's most populous areas, including Cuyahoga, Franklin, Hamilton, Lucas, Mahoning, Montgomery, Stark, and Summit counties. The remaining 40% will be distributed throughout the state based on availability of units. HUD awarded 150 million in rental assistance to 25 state housing agencies as part of the Section 811 Project Rental Assistance Program. HUD predicts the funds will provide permanent affordable rental housing and supportive services to nearly 4,600 households nationwide. Although tax revenues through February continue to run ahead of estimates by $203.6 million, or 1.5%, taxes for the month of February itself were actually below estimates by $10.7 million, or a negative 0.8%. This is according to preliminary figures released recently by the Office of Budget and Management, OBM. Revenues through February total nearly $13.8 billion for this fiscal year. Both the auto and non-auto sales tax were above estimates for February, and the non-auto sales tax by nearly $6.1 million, and the auto sales tax by $622,000. This changes the pattern for at least the last two months, with both taxes running below estimates. Both are also overestimates for the year-to-date. The non-auto sales tax by nearly $18.6 million and the auto sales tax by $37.9 million. The income tax was nearly $5.4 million, or 1.8% underestimates for the month. The year-to-date total, however, it continues to run overestimates by nearly $135.9 million, or 2.6%. A total of $5.4 billion has been collected through this tax thus far in this fiscal year. The Commercial Activity Tax, CAT, was $17.2 million, or 10% overestimates for the month. For the year, the CAT has brought in nearly $644.1 million, or 12% overestimates. Compared to fiscal year 14 at this time, the state has brought in $551.5 million more for a total of nearly $13.8 billion, compared to $13.2 billion through February of 2014. February 2015 was up from a year ago, bringing in $258.6 million or 23.1% more than February 2014. Happenings from the week of March 2nd, 2015. The House approved legislation Wednesday to increase access to the overdose-reversing drug Naloxone by adding pharmacists and their interns to a list of providers who can distribute the drug to at-risk people and their loved ones. Meanwhile, Attorney General Mike DeWine announced he'd secured a rebate agreement with the manufacturer of the drug. The Senate Ways and Means Committee Wednesday began what Chairman Bob Peterson characterized as a deep dive over the next several weeks into the issue of tax expenditures here in Ohio as they prepare to take up the fiscal year 1617 17 budget in the near future. Questions, he said, they want to address are how did the tax expenditures get there, what does it do, what does it cost, who are the constituencies? Governor John Kasich and members of his administration said Friday that Ohio has recovered the number of jobs it lost at the height of the Great Recession after a strong January employment report and an upward revision of jobs data for previous years as part of an annual benchmarking process. Kasich held a press conference after a cabinet meeting to tout the recovery from the recession, although the job numbers focused specifically on the private sector. Calling it satisfying, he said there is still work to do including continuing to move Ohio to an economy that is more diverse rather than focused on widget factories and steel mills. And Representatives Nikki Antonio and Michael Stenziano reiterated their call Monday for Ohio to start the ball rolling on establishing a state insurance exchange so it won't be caught flat-footed if the U.S. Supreme Court disrupts the flow of insurance subsidies. and some notable quotes from around Capitol Square. This is why I called you all here to talk about the weather. Governor John Kasich at a media availability after a cabinet meeting to talk about the latest job numbers. All rise, Representative Dave Hall poking fun at Representative Jack Sarah for being the last person to walk into the room for a House Finance Subcommittee on Agriculture Development and Natural Resources hearing. No better way to start the day than with a healthy discussion of tax policy. Senate Ways and Means Committee Chairman, Senator Bob Peterson, as he opened up discussion on Ohio's tax expenditures and what he said would be a several week review of the issue prior to the Senate's consideration of the fiscal year 1617 budget. Concern seems to be my consistent word referring to the budget. House Finance, Health, and Human Services Subcommittee member Representative Nikki Antonio prefacing a question. Thank you for tuning in. This has been State House News presented by the Center for Community Solutions. For a complete version of State House News, as well as other programs and publications, please visit CommunitySolutions.com.